Welcome back to 3BM. You got Kevin and Gene here. Hey, welcome back to 3BM family where we are equipping men to find a purpose and calling so they can glorify God. Gene, what are we getting into today? Man, we're going to be talking about relationships, relationships, relationships. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, specifically, we're going to be talking about uh, uh, the three levels of relationships. And we'll get into that here in a few minutes. But um, we're also going to be talking from a book called Authentic Communication. And we'll get okay. some more into that. Um, there and, and what it means to be as a Christian and, and relationships and, and those things. Okay, cool, cool. Also, one of our goals here at 3BM is to build community. And um, there's many ways you can do it. Um, one of the easiest way is to hit us up on our hotline, which is 816-239-0410. Or you can email us at 3BM at D7LP.com. Or you can hit us up on all social media website. Just type in D Building Blocks of Biblical Manhood. And lastly, don't forget to either download or hit that notification bell so you can stay up to date with all our new episodes coming out here in the future. So let's jump into this conversation. Of course, we talk in the, the, the broad sense, we're talking about relationships. But if you want to break down a little bit for uh, for them, kind of like the, the three eyes that you mentioned before in a conversation we was having earlier. Yeah, so, so this is all coming from Authentic Communication. Um, by Tim Molhoff and Todd V. Lewis. Um, and and th they stated in there the three levels of relationship, right, are I-it, I-you, and I-thou. And so an I-it relationship is that um, I, I see you, but I don't recognize you as a fellow human or your humanity, mm. and I ignore you in your existence. And I-you relationship is that... Um, I, I see you, I recognize your humanity and your value as a human, but I just don't care about you. And then an I-thou relationship, which is the relationship we need to be striving for, yeah. is not only do I recognize your humanity and I value it, I also recognize you as an image bearer, fellow image bearer mm. in, in, in that, and I give you all this distinction and honor that that position holds. Yeah. So... I treat you thusly and accordingly. So, I mean, that's a pretty big difference when you look at those three no, relationships. So yeah, you have, sure. of course, I it. I don't think there's anybody can argue. That's a great way to look at somebody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah looking at them like a piece of trash on the side of the road, right? Like that. Yeah. No, no one, no one wants to be viewed that way. I don't yeah. think. Uh, you know, correct me if you're if I'm wrong on that, but I don't. I just don't see it. Uh, in the world we live in today where everybody values their own opinion, I just don't think people want to be <laughs> in the IA relationship. True. So I find it hard to, to look at that and say, oh, we're in those kind of relationships. It's not a good thing. Yeah. Then when the IU, hey, I mean, a lot of us are there. <laughs> Let's just be honest. Yeah. Like, I understand that you have intrinsic value. I just don't care. Yeah, I don't much. care. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, uh, that one was hard, a hard pill for me to swallow. If I had to look at that, I was like, "Oh man!" Like, wow, what, what, what came to mind? You was like, "Hmm." Like, do am I doing that? Like, because I, I want to believe, right? I'm holier than thou. I want to believe, <laughs> believe that I just, oh yeah, I thou, I do all that. Yeah, right. But but I realized, like, man, no, like, one, I'm I'm guilty of even I it relationships, but I'm, yeah, for I, sure. At times, but like, man, I you like, I definitely like, I see somebody on a street corner holding up a sign begging for money mm -hmm. and I just keep it moving like now I recognize them and I understand their plight I just keep it moving though. because like, you don't just, you really don't care like I just don't have the time to put any effort into that yeah and, and you and I were talking about this earlier but like think about that like we think in the terms of like oh what if he's not really a bum what if he's not really homeless what if 
you know, he's a druggie. What if he's alcohol? What if da, 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 da. it's his fault? He's living on street. All these different things. But I realized, like, man, even if I didn't have five bucks on me to give the guy, yeah, or or whatever, or I didn't have the time to run and get him a meal, right, and, and invest all that because I'm I'm busy. Like, I'm not saying that that's not the case for people. Yeah, but like I could have rolled down my window and offered to pray with the guy. Yeah, I, I could have done that. Like, right, <laughs> I you know, could have yeah. valued his humanity. No, I agree, and I I think that's more than money and more than anything. Like one of the the greatest currencies we have is time. You know, to able to be in someone's presence and to say that you're matter enough or I care enough to give you some time, you know. Um, and, and obviously, let's be real, people who are homeless or on the streets, I mean, again, they are human beings and they have many stories. And have you ever sit down with somebody who was homeless, you know, and uh, obviously some of them have mental health issues, you know, some of them. Some of them yeah, like you ever spoke to a homeless guy uh, or homeless individual, you know, yeah, they, they may, some of them may have mental health issues, but a lot of them. You know, they listen to their stories that you can really, really humanize them in the sense of that these are human beings and you can learn a lot from them. Sitting down, I remember when I was back in Florida speaking to a home, uh, speaking to a guy who was who was uh, unhoused and and took him to Burger King and we just chilled and talked. And I learned a lot just listening to him, me being a what, 20 year old. So when you when you able to see that individual in the uh, the I Dows rather than the I It or even the I You, um, you will you will gain a lot. But also. Something that came in my mind is thinking about this topic is the fact that, you know, um, our the U.S. is currently structured to lead us to lead us to an I it like orientation. You know, whether it's whether it's politically, whether it far, far as these and these these uh, politicians are always campaigning and never governing. Like for example, I went I went to um, Jeff City yesterday, and, and when I started off the day, most people was like, "Hey, it's gonna get more depressing from here." Like we had a chance to meet the governor, meet the secretary of state, meet a couple of senators and house reps, and it was like, "All right, cool." As you go, as the day continues, it's gonna get more and more depressing and more and more morbid. I was like, "Why?" Is because everyone is constantly not everyone, but a lot of people are still in still campaign mode, whereas they're doing things to get the click on social media. They they're performing on the on the house floor, the senate floor, just to get that. Wow, this person is doing something. And what happened is that they're not governing, and and what's going to happen? We the people is going to suffer from that. But understanding their currency to do that is us as individuals who constantly want people to be this type of extreme and to do whatever so it's like we are it's like this feedback loop where we as a society are stuck in the i it and then we have our politicians understanding this is the currency to keep me elected to be in power forget about governing i'm going to keep doing stuff to get me to to view other people as non-human or don't care about them so politically we're we're, we're it's structured that way um also something i think about as well even just driving up there is that the way America after 1945, how everything's so auto-centric, it, it feeds into the idea of us being an I-it society. What I mean by that is that the statistics that show us as Americans, we're way, way more lonelier than ever. And there's a lot of reasons, but a part of the reason is the fact that if you live in the suburbs, you drive into your you drive into your garage, you may see your neighbor and wave at them, but you go in your home, out of your home, there's no interaction. You're, you're, you don't you where you where you live you don't work where you live you don't you don't shop where you live you don't go to the dry cleaners like you we're constantly getting a car going somewhere so we're constantly isolated from one another compared to other cities around the world even in America prior to 1945 where you where you did basic stuff you interact with the people you had a chance to talk to them humanize them with them or, or able to see their perspective but we constantly in our cars driving past the homeless guy we don't have time to have a conversation because hey I gotta go or I gotta go here or I have to go there so the way America is structured is structured for us to operate in this I it 
mentality because politically, uh, the way our, our cities are structured, as far as the suburbs and inner city, you know, and, and also far as your social media, like I mentioned before, whereas attention is a currency. So yeah, I want to ask you this because yeah. you bring up a good point there. Yeah. And, it, and it makes me consider this, right? Like like fur babies, right? You heard of this? Like no. Fur babies is like people that they don't have kids. Well, some of them do have kids. Yeah. But they have a dog. Or oh, okay, fur, or whatever, yeah. and it, they call it like their fur baby, right? Yeah. And I don't necessarily inherently find anything wrong with that, right? But yeah. then I, I wonder, like, if you are more concerned with your pet, with mm. your dog, your cat, yeah, your chipmunk, your whatever, whoever heck you have, lizard, goldfish, whatever it is, yeah, then you are with the guy that lives right next door mm-hmm. to you. And shout out to the pet lovers. We're not saying we're against pets. As a matter of fact, yeah. you know, I would I would dare say that as, you should be a pet lover as a as a Christian. You should love yeah. all things, not just yeah. God just, created the heavens and the earth. Yeah, not just yeah. humans, but yeah. um, you know, being a good steward. But yeah, but but if you put your pet's life mm-hmm. over a human life, it's true. That's it, crazy, right? Because like, I don't know if you've seen this, right? But maybe you have, maybe you haven't. But I'm sure some of our listeners probably have heard of this. But, like, people that, like, see a dog, right, out in somebody's car on a hot summer day and they yeah. smash the window open. I haven't seen it, but I could imagine, yeah. I haven't personally seen it, but I've heard No, I'm talking about I haven't like, seen a video or anything, yeah, like, but I, I can imagine. stories, right? Yeah. And I, and I think to myself, well, yeah, you have all these kids that would be dying in a car. So mm-hmm. you, you see the kids in the car and you don't, you don't care? or Or is it because you feel like... Concern, vice versa, when somebody thinks I'm, I'm right. trying to nab these kids, right? Whatever the case may be, but I'm like, also like, it's an interesting dichotomy. If you're like, what gives you authority to smash somebody else's window? True. If, involve yourself in a situation. True. Let that let that kid die. Let that dog die. Yeah. That's, I'm, not, that, I'm not saying that. No, that's what some, just, that was some people would say. Yeah, go like, to that extreme. Yeah, they would like, they, they would like, say that without without any knowledge, right? Action without knowledge. You you could be wrong. You could be egg on your face. Yeah. You could have smashed the dude's window and he just he just went inside. <laughs> you know, you know what you know you, you know, know what I mean? you know what Shrew would bring what highlights was exactly what you said that we in this country, many times we care for pets more we care about humans. Of course certain segments of people. It's like when Michael Vick did what he did, he was automatically demonized by everybody. That's true. When Derek Chauvin did what he did with his knee on George Floyd's neck, it was a debate. Think about that. Yeah. One is demonized automatically. Another one is a debate. Whether was it fentanyl that killed him or was it the actual fixation of the his knees on his neck? And it's like, right there, it's like, there wasn't no debate whether Michael Vick was wrong or not. He's demonized and we have to penalize him to the highest umpteenth. But Derek Chauvin, it's a debate. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point because I even saw like a, a, a totally different case. But the I forget the, it was like October or something like that of last year where the cops had broken into the wrong, wrong house. Yeah. Now, I say break in and not. Because they they broke into the house, they, they got the wrong address, mm-hmm. and ended up shooting the guy. Yeah. And a, and one of the cops that was involved in that was on trial, and and he said, "Well, you understand, like we didn't make a mistake. Like, yeah. Well, you well you, well, you did. You were at the wrong address. And, yeah. And then you killed the girlfriend. Like, well, he shouldn't have been belligerent. So basically, what he he said to my mom was like, if you're dealing with the police, true, true, true. <laughs> It's be your best interest to stay calm because they very well may kill you if you get belligerent. True. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> like, it's real. It, and and I, I think of that, and I'm not ragging on cops. I, I think cops are necessary. I don't, I don't need that. I don't buy into like cops' lives. Don't matter all that crazy business, right? I, yeah. I'm not about that life. I, I you know, they're lawgivers. I just, I think there are law yeah. enforcement officers that are that are trash. Shout out to the ones that aren't. Yeah. Right. For sure. <laughs> like that's any profession. Yeah. You know. That's but any, oh, but my only thing is that in that particular profession, like. Same thing like an airline pilot. You don't have a chance to say, 
had a bad day, son. Like, <laughs> no, like a, a pilot just can't say, I had a bad day, and you, everybody dies on this plane. Like, no, you when you're in that particular profession, you got to be held to a higher standard because you're dealing with life and death yeah. constantly, including their life. Oh, you know, sure. so, it, so it's... it's uh, I, you can't say I just had a bad day. This, this not this not NBA refs right now in the in the current season. I missed the call. No, you can't miss calls, bro. Yeah. You can't miss I mean, calls. Stuff stuff happens. To be sure, like we're all human yeah. beings and we right. make, we make mistakes. But in that is what we're talking about, right? Is that I it like we all we oftentimes it is a perfect thing with police, right? We we put them in an I it relationship. Yeah. How, how could they do this? Like we're not valuing. Their, their humanity. Their humanity, yeah, like, I agree. They make mistakes. That's a great point. They're human beings. That's like, a great point. They're put in a high-stress position with limited training. Like, man, I, I don't know how I would react in their in their shoes. Mm-hmm. And, and we just don't think about those things, right? We, and we don't. Like, we, we want to go to all these things, and we look for all these, these different reasons of why people do what they do mm-hmm. to ha- give somebody an excuse, right? Mm-hmm. Of, of, like, well... It's justifiable his action because X, Y, and Z. Right. Oh, he uh, he was schizophrenic, so I understand why he yeah. killed a bunch of people or this that. Like, okay, now it all makes sense to us. But man, what if it was just a bad situation? Like, yeah. you know, I, I can't know the guy that that how he really feels internally. We'll never really know. No, you got you about got, the situation when he when he was on on Chauvin, you know. But you know, you got. I agree. You never know his internal how he feels. Like how he was feeling, like how any of that made him yeah. feel. And unfortunately, because of the situation, he got put in a position where, and and I don't know anything about again like him or, or his personality or any yeah. of that stuff, right? And I, I'm just making it a, a, a general statement. But like, if I was put in a situation where automatically I'm defense, like any any kind of argument you've ever been in, I don't care who it is with, yeah, right? You start getting blamed for stuff, what, and you're what, like, what do you mean? Well, just in general, like I don't yeah. care what the circumstances. Like if yeah. I was like Kevin, you 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 did X, like yeah. whatever it is, right? Yeah, and you're like, that's not. How that went down exactly? Yeah, like you're. You talking about in court? Will he be? You be, he'll be not defensive? even just in court, just in general. Okay. General yeah. terms, like yeah, I, we we don't know each other from Adam, but I seen you. Yeah. And, and uh, uh, let me put it this way: like I I didn't see you buy something at Walmart. Right. And I, I make an accusation. I don't like that because it makes me sound like a Karen. But right. <laughs> <laughs> but but, but yeah. I digress, right? I, yeah. But my point being is that I make the accusation. You automatically are in defense mode. Hey, what the heck? You trifling with me? You're yeah. bothering me. I didn't do anything. Right. You're in defensive mode. So instead of being able to like, we have a, a lack of rationality in that moment of like, yeah. Let me explain what what the circumstances. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I I I I can see, I can see, I see it. all the time. Yeah. It's, and we're talking about cops, but I, I see it all the time on, on social media. But all these videos come up where like the officers all doing asking a question or whatever, yeah. and they they're being belligerent for no reason. No, I agree, and, and that's why context. You know, I don't that's, have to give you my license. I don't have to. Right. That, like, that's well, that's why I think context matters. I, <laughs> I agree. Con- context like, matter, but to me, it's like I love what Joe, James Baldwin said. I can't understand how someone feels, but I can see by their actions in the system that they operate in. So, in that particular case, like you talked about, some officers, yes, they're, for example, the officer that killed uh, uh, Fidel, uh, Fidel uh, Castillo in up there in Minnesota, he was a fairly young cop, and he was clearly scared. I don't know why, but he was scared. But Derek Chauvin, on the other hand, you've been a cop 20-plus years. You, you've, been, you've been on the field and long enough, and then not, not even, even if you were a new cop, it just doesn't make any sense to me how you don't view somebody in the eye dial 
that you have have your knee on his your knee on his neck for more than nine minutes, and not only that, sure. you, you have two other cops. It wasn't like this guy was belligerent. You clearly subdued. Like I don't un- why continue to be. That's to me in that situation is like you clearly did not see him as a human being. It, it, well, he didn't even do IU or I don't care about your humanity. You're not a human being to me. And again, that's to me that's the again I don't know how the guy feel. The guy was thinking, but just looking at it through the video, I'm like, there's no way. You got your knee on this man's neck that long and he's screaming for his mom and his man is peeing and his man is crying out. A grown man. And you just say, no, no. Well, and I'm that's why well, my whole point with that, yeah. right, is is that because of the immediate response of, of even in the moment where he's yep. he's there, if you watch the video, people are like, you're killing him and all this yeah. stuff. And like, that's immediate defensive, right? I'm yeah. not, I'm not killing him. I'm not. Mm-hmm. Like, so he can't, he and I don't think anybody necessarily really could put themselves and be like and be like you know what yeah you know Christ is the only person I have any history record of that was able to be like I'll just take these licks and and still be cool <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean yeah you can throw stones at me you can hurl insults you can whip me right. you can put me on a cross and I'll deal with it You're right most of us can't do that like yeah. we want to defend our position of of course we want to say it's, like it's, it's you, you don't yes. understand. Yes. This X X Y Z yeah A B C we I, I would agree want to go through those things and, and then but like but then we no. don't allow them to mm-hmm. either really I'm not going to allow you to humanize what? yourself to to give to give a response and say I felt this way or I didn't feel this way kind of thing we're like we've decided you know that's that's cancel culture one on one like we decide what? as a as a as a as a commonality like we don't care for this and so if you do X. We're instantly done with that. Like, yeah. Well, if you can't, somebody says the N word, are instantly mm-hmm. like they can't have a slip of the tongue or they this that and the other. No, thing. yeah, that happened. But like, again, that's <laughs> that situation is different. Like well, I'm not, I'm yeah. not, I'm not yeah. putting them. But I'm just saying in a, in a grander scope, like that's how yeah. that cancel culture works, right? It's like we don't, it's, it's, there's no no mercy, there's no grace, there's no forgiveness. But and, I, I, and when I don't. You think of like an I thou relationship. Yeah. If if I've seen you as an image bearer. Yeah. Then I have to give you mercy and grace, no, even no, undeserved. I, I, even undeserved. I, I understand, so but again, Chauvin being being a perfect example of that. Of course, does, does he deserve mercy and grace? Of course, he does. We we, we could. I'll be honest. We say, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> no, of of course, of, of, like, of, of course, like, he does. Yeah, like yeah, he ha- he deserves it. Do no, I agree no, with you, he you said no. Nah, you said deserve. That's not a thing. None oh. of <laughs> none of us deserve none of this. Oh, you know, you're right. I shouldn't say deserve yeah. is a, a misspeak on my part, but yeah. but he. He ought to be given it, yeah, be, based on the fact that he is a fellow image bearer. Exactly. Even though what he did was wrong, not not justifying that. I'm not on his team. I'm not saying any of that. I understand what you're saying. In theory, but, I understand. But I'm saying like, like we can't expect him to come and be apologetic and, and sorry when when we came. Well, I will pitch for some torches. That's but my point. see, that, that's and, the, the, we, you're talking about council culture again. Like who we have, we have to get in particulars because. But I'm, we, not, what, I'm not necessarily in, in his case. I'm not necessarily talking about council culture. But I'm yeah. just saying, like the the public viewpoint. Who I mean, in public? I'm, I'm sure it's, it's people. Well, that, it's two sides of the coin, right? Some yeah. people came out in defense of him, like, oh, he was resisting arrest, whatever. Of course, I don't. To me, to your point, there is no justification for kneeling on somebody's neck for nine hours for nine minutes mm-hmm. not nine hours but in really extreme <laughs> <laughs> right there's been no debate at that point yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, I mean nine minutes I mean even even a minute it takes three seconds to choke somebody out to unconscious so I mean it just 
Yeah. Like, it's just, it's not really, a, yeah. it's not a debatable fact in my mind. But we are set up in a society, and you made that mention of a society pushes us into that I, it relationship. Yeah. And, and I would agree with that. And what, because, I, what I mean by society, because again, these, these broad terms are so broad. What I, what I, what I was talking about in particular, the political arena, social media, and also just the fact that we live in an auto-oriented like uh, country, like well, see, I was gonna, those, I was gonna pull it back down to culture, bro. Yeah. It's your culture. But even culture, culture is very broad. What what about culture in particular? Like, like it, it's very broad. Your particular culture, in the facet of what, how you're raised, and and where you are raised, and yeah. your belief systems is dependent upon how you felt in that situation. What's like, your what situation? Well, I'm just, I'm using this, still using the Derek Chauvin case. Okay, like that whole situation, right? Okay. You either people wanted you to be on one side of the fence or the other. You couldn't be in the middle and say like, "Well, I see some merits of this and I see yeah. some merits of that." To be honest, what I saw, <laughs> you know, it, it it was a lot of people. Whether whatever side of the fence you was, because I was in I was in a group called um, Be the Bridge, and some of these people were super. It was super conservative. Like it was like a. Uh, like a six week like thing we got together and that that was able to host. It was back back in the height of all this stuff. And some of them were conservative. A lot of them were conservative. Some of them were lip. Well, a few of them were probably one or two was liberal out of the ten people that was there. And a lot of the conservatives they was they were saying to the fact of wow, like this was so egregious that there's no way I could rock with this. But if you look when again going back to some of our political stuff, our political leaders they were they were weaponizing this. Yeah. And so it's going to be people in the actual. Like just the, the the public spirit, they're going to say, well, this this that reason, that reason, and that reason, and it's like, yo, like it's not even, it's 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 not even a debate. So that that's why I go back to as far as like these 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 core things is what's actually pushing us towards it. Because day to day people, when I met with them, spoke to them, it was like, yo, I'm a conservative, I pro cop, but it's not what that guy did is 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 awful and evil. Like that, there's right. no justification for that. So like. When I first heard about it, right? Yeah. I'll use myself as an example. When I first heard about it, yep. all I heard about was how he was resisting arrest and this, that, and the other thing. Yeah. And so I was like, did he choke him out? Like, I hadn't seen full videos yet. I hadn't seen right. all that. Right. The like, video changed everything. Yeah. And so it was like, okay, you know, it's people blowing this out of proportion. What, you know, mm-hmm. what really happened, blah, blah, blah. So my mind was set in a, in a vein of like, well, you know, cops can be crazy. Right, right. I grew up in the hood. I understand that. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't have a lot. Of, I don't have a lot of love for cops, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, as an individual. Yeah. But I also understood one thing is that you just don't get crazy with cops. Yeah. If you stay calm, they tend to stay calm. The second you start losing it, mm-hmm. going and going nuts, that's when they they seem like you can't out crazy them. That's what I'm gonna say. <laughs> right. But, but I'm saying that if prof- you try, yeah. you end up dead. That's all I'm gonna say. But I'm saying that. in that in that profession, you it, it has to be hiding that. A, 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 a airline pilot or or surgeon can nah, say, well, I, I agree with you. This but, dude here is kind of acted up. He's pretty rambunctious. <laughs> let's just <laughs> let's take a plunge down. Or but, oh, I just I just scaffold the wrong the wrong artery. I'm sorry, you <laughs> you was up. We supposed to be down. Like those professions, you can't have that discretion. You, you can't. But yet. But they do happen. Like doctors do make mistakes. Right. Airline pilots crash. You know, I, I would hope that there's no air pilot that so like, you know what this? <laughs> if you want to back this me off, I'm just gonna right. smash this. Or he's having a bad day, so I'm gonna end it. And I'm gonna take all y'all with me. Bro, I, I, I saw I a video. That's not the case. I, I don't know if you saw a video. It was a video on uh, TikTok. It was like a. It was a Southwest plane. It was an Air Canada plane. Shout out to Canada. I'm not bashing y'all. In the in the airline in the airline control was like, oh, Canada, move up. Oh, go up, go around. And he kept saying, go around. 
go right, and the counterplay was still coming down. And then he said, Southwest, and you should immediately go to the right. And the guy landed, and the guy actually landed. He was like, well, my um, my, my communication was out. He said, yeah, I figured that. Like, yeah, yeah. He basically said, I'm going to do what I want to do, son. I don't care. No, he going to move out my way. Yeah, that's crazy. And I was like, that's wild. And, and, and it was showing the video how literally the wingtip of one plane missed the bottom of, like, it was, like, insane. But, yeah, go ahead. But So that's my point, right? Mistakes happen. But, unfortunately, we're mistakes that cost somebody's life we're going to look more indiscriminately at. And, and and unfortunately, whether we like it or not, or no matter what side of the fence you, you, you fall on in, the, in, in that argument, yep. um, police are going to be more in your face with whatever mistakes they make. Uh, you know, airline pilots are going to be, every time a plane crash, we, we know about it. Yeah. Every time a cop does something, we're going to know about it. Every time a doctor makes a mistake, you're probably not going to hear about it unless those people... Get loose. But if it's uh, something egregious, if you post, a, if you post a, you know, well, if they, they stem something like, up and you cut somebody whole right arm, if, leg off, if or they some, become like like record holders, like they keep yeah. doing it, you know, then you start hearing about it. Yeah, but you don't hear about like I, I never heard. You know, I'm sure there's doctors getting malpractice lawsuit right now here in Kansas City. I True. haven't heard about it. True, it's just not it's not coming out. Like now, if I was really interested, I'm sure I could find it, public knowledge and those kind of things. But yeah. but my point being, it's not being publicized. It's not being sung no, from, from the news, the local news channels aren't aren't blasting us with it. It's not all over social media. Right. It's not polarizing one side versus another side. Yeah. Nobody's coming out like, doctors' lives matter and people like, patients' lives matter. And <laughs> there's none of that. And I'm not using that to be facetious or, or be against any group. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that culturally, we care about certain things. Yeah. And then and we seem to digress about the rest of the stuff. No, I, I agree. We, we and, pick, and we pick you, sides. And then we, and then, and then this culture, you know, I, I saw, you were talking about social media, but I saw a video the other day where this guy, it was a couple of black guys saying this, and, and, and he said that, you know, dear white people, mm-hmm. just so you know, there is so no such thing as white race. It's just the human race. Yeah. And and I thought that was funny. Two, two reasons. One, because I said, is directly directed at white people, but wouldn't that be as applicable to to say to anybody that mm-hmm. we're all the human race? And isn't that really the whole conversation we're having when we're talking about image bearers and an eye-thou relationship versus an eye-it? Yeah. By trying to put, by saying like, oh, well, I've never said, Kevin, you're my black friend. Mm-hmm. I've never said that. I just speak to you and say, if you're my brother, yeah. you're my friend. Like, I'm, I've never said that. It doesn't, that doesn't vibe with me. No, yeah. Now, but if I'm like describing you to somebody else, you know, I would use, I yeah. may, or I don't say I would, but I may use that as a descriptive term. Yeah. So somebody knows who you are. Like, <laughs> we're saying no, in a group. Like, even, even, and even, I said, yeah. And they're like, which one of these guys is Kevin? And I've right. got all my brothers standing here. I'm like, which one of these guys is Kevin? Yeah. They're like, no, I agree. He, he's the black one. I agree. My, <laughs> my name is not Toby in the week in the week. Shout you know out to I mean? Toby. So, so yeah, it's, not, it's easy so, to distinguish. So it's, it, yeah. a, it's a distinguisher, but I also yeah. feel. It was funny to me is, and I never really thought about this before, but sometimes that gets uncomfortable when I, I'm like, <clears throat> can I call him my black friend? Well, I don't see why I can't. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't, there's no malice or, or hatred there. Yeah. I, I don't, I remember when I was at your wedding, you didn't introduce me as, this is my white. My white friend. Be- yeah. <laughs> my white best man. Right. No, no, no. My brothers probably thought yeah. it, like, who is this white guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I yeah. was introduced as a brother, and, yeah. and everyone accepted me in the family, and, 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 yeah. and, and there was no things like that. There was no animosity feeling or anything like that. Yeah. And like, no one was going to make a big deal about that. Yeah. Somebody... I don't know who, but somebody could have been sitting in the crowd and, and felt a certain type of way. I don't know if anybody felt a type of way. I, I remember it, when, yeah. when you were at my wedding and we what? heard. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Does he know he has a black guy with him? But the, <laughs> you know, the, the, the difference—the difference between your white, your and my white is the fact that you was the you was the only man that white. No, your Buller was there too, but you was like the the white best man. I was the I was the black guy in the whole whole venue. It was like I was the only person. There. It was like, well, okay. It just worked out that way, right? The, the <laughs> only the only black guy, guy in here is actually part of the wedding party. All right, this is odd. You know, I was like sitting back in the back yeah. or somewhere. It was like. So was you wasn't a, you wasn't the only white guy that was there. It was so. a small intimate wedding. I'm just gonna put that. <laughs> <laughs> you know? But uh, uh, only close close personal friends, and, and there was a lot of people that did, couldn't make it. Yeah. But uh, yeah, shout out to them. You know, you know, <laughs> there was you know, you know, there's probably like four four total uh, African American people in the whole crowd. Yeah. Unfortunately, this is how it turned out. But <laughs> which is funny because Kara's uncle couldn't even come. Yeah. Who's also black. So it's <laughs> so it like. That'd have been really funny if he had been there. Yeah, it'd have been funny. That's, that, he's part of the family, right? <laughs> but you know, something I was thinking about, like I was, we was going, like thinking about this topic last night, like the idea of that again, like we live in this I it society, and I in the, in the areas that I, I mentioned earlier with the politically, the, the auto oriented, and also, um, I give I give another example, and I, and I go back to what I was thinking, like when we was at Jeff City the other day, right? You see these grand these grand beautiful structures right like they're amazing you know whether it's the state capitol whether it's the supreme and they're amazing inside and out and um you know and something i was thinking to myself it was the fact of like if i if i wonder if i live here and i drive past this every day would i truly appreciate the grander and i mean i was like probably not i probably i probably get used to it or i probably be like that's cool but but i was thinking to myself the people who created this they weren't driving they were walking, so they had an opportunity to, to, to experience the grandeur of these actual buildings and, and to re, re, be particular about all this stuff. Like when you walk in and you see like the, um, uh, what, do you, what do you call that area again? The, uh, dang it, it's, uh, it's, not, it's, not, it's, it's, it's slipping my mind. But when you walk in in the actual dome and inside it, all of the pictures and stuff like that. You're talking about the lobby? No, not the, it, it's, it's, essentially it's a lobby, but I've got the name of it. Uh, it's slipping my mind, whatever. But it's like these people walked everywhere. These people experienced stuff yeah. on that level. And having that intimacy to where you live and where you are, it creates not you, you have you have instances and connection with people that's gonna get you out of that I it mentality. You know, and um but, so, there, but you know that's a that's an interesting point because it's something I've been talking about with somebody um here recently about the, the whole system of credit, right? Yeah. Back in the day, and we'll, I'll just take it back to the, the the settlers time. Well, I'll take it to the Wild West times, yeah. right? When towns was popping up left, right, and center. Yeah. Credit came into play because a farmer needed the supplies to do his thing, mm-hmm. or, or the rancher needed the supplies to do his thing. And then the the general store guy knew Mike, and he said, I know Mike's good people, and he'll take care of when he when he yeah. sells his, his stuff. And yeah. I'll, and I'll get my money then. And so... Things were bought on credit. Now credit's like a faceless transaction. Like they don't mm-hmm. know you, they don't care about you. There's yeah. no situation. I can't go to Capital One and be like, "Hey, Capital One, like I need an extra three weeks to make this payment." They're right? Like, yeah, man. If you don't pay, then I'm gonna shut your card off. Like, that's <laughs> <laughs> like, how, how it works. Yeah. You know, and <clears throat> like there is, you, you can't go to your bank and tell them like, "I know I'm, <clears throat> I'm a little short right now. I need a little bit more time to work on this." Like. Mm-hmm. That, that's just not how it works anymore. But just, you know, we lost that yeah. that human peat aspect, mm-hmm. and, and as technology advances and we keep moving more into yeah. an, an electronic space and a um, internet space, yeah. uh, that's what's going to happen. I mean, you just you lose that face to face, and that's where face to face, the the less you're going to be able to see somebody's tr- intrinsic value yeah. and their humanity. 
as as any value. That that point you made is it's the exact reason why Steph Curry get paid fifty million dollars a year or Patrick Mahomes get paid fifty dollars a year because a part of it we want a sense of belonging. When people go to the Arrowhead Stadium, not too far from here. That is that is a cathedral to them. That's a worship center to them. Why? Because you're in there with these other group of individuals, and you have this sense of of humanness, this sense of camaraderie, or whatever it is, you know. And then we can experience this together. That's why people still go to the movie theater, even though we have Netflix and all this stuff. AMC having crashed and burned yeah. because it's that human experience that we have. And 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 part of the reason here at Three BM is that that's one of our goals is to create the spaces. Where we, as many yeah, men in particular, where we can actually interact with each other on a human level and grow and to find what we are on this earth to do is create those spaces. Like this is space right here that we may have. You listen to this podcast or we do an online session or we go meet in person at a, a live, whatever. It's like we want, we don't have many of those spaces no more because the way our structure of our society is. Is right. that because we're constantly being pushed to the I it thing. And, 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 it's, and it's crazy to think about it. You know, but it, it it permeates so many aspects of our lives that it's it's, it's and, crazy. And you have like a, a dichotomy, right? There's social. There's people that are more social, and there's people that are introvert, right? Yeah. But the way society as a whole is, me personally, like I'm a social person. I like to yeah. be the life of the party and be in the in the crowd. But the way things are now, it, I mean, I, and I, I'm a country guy. Okay, I like I like being in the country more than I've ever really enjoyed living in the city. But there was a time when I I loved the city. Yeah. But. uh now I like, I just don't want to be around people. Mm-hmm. I, I'd much rather be off on a hundred acres in the middle of nowhere <clears throat> than I would want to be here. Even even yeah. where I live in a in a suburb of Kansas City, like yeah, and it and it's pretty slow. I I would yeah. rather be even another thirty forty five minutes yeah. southeast west of here where there's nothing going on. Yeah, because I, I like, I just don't want to be around. The, the chaos of people like I want I, I don't mind coming into it and working mm-hmm. with it and, and doing it but I need to be able to leave right. <laughs> that's that's that's, I need to be that's, able to get the, away from all that like, that's I the cre- that's the creation of the suburbs where people you know? live in the city say so I'm tired of being around all this density around all these people I want to leave I drive I drive yeah. into work but I'm and I, but, but I'm shout out to Branson like Karen yeah. and I just went on, a, on an yeah. anniversary trip down to Branson yeah. and we went little pre-seasons we got down there you know, yep. before things were really starting to pop off, right? Yeah. So when we first got down there, it was nice, man. It's no traffic. Anybody's yeah. ever been down to Branson, shout out to them. Yeah. They, you just know it's busy on the strip. Like, yeah, yeah. It, is, it is busy down there. All the time. It's heavy traffic. Not quite as bad as being in, like, Miami or Atlanta or L.A. or anything like that. But yeah. it, it, is, it is it is chaos. You're it trying is. to get get around and you're yeah. having to fight through people and, and do your thing. True. And, you know, they don't, they don't believe a lot of street lights down there. So you don't got a lot of help, a lot of a lot of four-way stops and three-way stops, and people don't know how to navigate those things. Right, right. <laughs> and so <clears throat> uh, we get in there, and, and it's nice. But by Saturday, which we went to see that, the Esther shout-out shout out to uh, the, Sight and Sound, yeah. Sight and Sound there. But yeah. we went and saw that, and it was the opening night, right? It yeah. was sold out. Two shows. Yeah, jam Both of them completely sold out. Jam-packed. Right, we got there. They told us we needed to get there like two hours in advance. Wow. To, to make sure we we get a good parking spot. We yeah. get in. We're literally pulling in two hours before our show starts people are just leaving from the the first show wow so it's chaos that, that was at 3 30 yeah. so we're it's chaos our show starts at 7 30 yeah right so it's 5 30 so that yeah. show just ended maybe 30 minutes ago yeah right and so they're they're out here and they're still leaving yeah and people are just lines of cars everything right just right. going crazy yeah but when we left our show 
and you know it's 10 o'clock at night mm-hmm. and I saw this beautiful <clears throat> scenery of of man helping man I don't know what the situation was yeah but we come out and hit this corner it's dark we're in the in the mountains of, of Bryanson yeah there's no street lights over there there's no nothing yeah and somebody I guess older older individual had hopped the curb and they were stuck right on the median in the middle of two lanes there was like three other cars stopped and they're over there helping this pe- people mm-hmm. and making sure minister, you know, ministering to their needs, whatever they, whatever's going on. Yeah. Making sure they probably imagine cool. in mind, this is Mordecai. This is Esther. Let's yeah. so get like, the rolling. It was this beautiful scene. Yeah. I don't even know if those people were in the show. Like, like if they had seen the show. I don't know anything about that. What I do know is that they were just helping the, yeah. on, on this crazy little road in Branson and they, and they were just, three or four individuals uh, that had stopped one other time. I would have stopped too, but I already was like, there's already three or four people here. So yeah. seems unnecessary at that point. What, what more can I add to the equation? And uh, I don't know if anybody was hurt. I don't know any of that stuff, but I just <coughs> thought to myself when we're talking about these relationship things, and I just thought to yeah. myself, like, how many times do you see somebody side of the road and yeah you don't you just keep it moving you just keep you just keep moving like yeah you, you value you value them as value them as as as, as a human being man and yeah, i think i, mean, I think you i think not yeah. be an eye it but you're at an eye you like oh man i see you yeah. suffering we all been there chose to suck man and you just keep going you keep going yeah exactly you know we could at least emphasize oh man i remember those days but uh but actually stopping to recognize them and treat them accordingly it makes and 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 really with this whole conversation, I think a part of what it comes to my mind is that it's all connected, bro. Like I like something I was thinking about, you know, is the the whole Palestine thing, a trail derailment, right? I think to myself, that's a very complex issue. And I'm not even gonna act like I'm an expert on it. But one of one of the things that jumped out to me, okay, this part of the reason is bad to, is due is due to bad infrastructure. That however the infrastructure of manpowered infrastructure of the actual realment that we haven't invested into this community for However long years. And and there's a myriad of reasons why. But one of the reasons why is because whether it's local, state, federal, the 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 constant bickering and arguing of to actually pass the infrastructure like money to get flowed into the city that we actually need. And it's like right right there is like you have these I these individuals who are not seeing each other as I as I DAOs or look they mainly see them as IU or I it's that's a natural correlation between this trail derails the suffering that proceeds and the people that's going to die from it and have subsequent things over. And then then on the back end of it, instead of us coming together as human beings, we start pointing fingers. Well, it's this person's fault or that person's fault. Who the bell? Where are they? And the people who in that situation, I, you have the right to be mad at whomever you need to be mad at. But the national discourse, people who live in Ohio, who doing all this stuff, yeah. it is. but it's, it's all around that profit machine. And again, it's a Shout fee- out to Ohio because I feel... For you guys, you no, guys. for sure, it's for like every sure. Week now you guys have a training derailment. I don't for know what's sure, going on over there, but for sure. But but you you see like down to the basic level, those individuals who are who operate in the I it mentality, how this actually leads to suffering of actual people, and and that's the point I want to make is that if we don't understand that of us as individuals on our day to day lives, we're all interconnected. So I give an example of you, and this is a hypothetical. Like you on a highway, and somebody on the highway made a mistake or cut you off by mistake and you blow your horn and cuss the guy out and do all this crazy stuff and he goes home and and god forbid kills himself and kills his whole family like but you don't see him as an eye down you like, know i'm gonna show this person grace even though he may piss me off but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna be belligerent blow my horn and cut him off get him irate or though because you don't realize how it's all interconnected in many ways that many things ways we can't see the imperative for us to see as human beings to act accordingly that's it's such a it's such a beautiful point you just made there of like road rage, man. Like we all we all guilty of it. Yeah. We're all guilty of Of course. And many times I want to let off a few right rounds. There, like just, yeah. You know, can't believe this guy doesn't know how to drive this X, Y, and Z. 
Yeah. Oh, get out of the way. Whatever the case may be, right? But like at the end of the day, like, man, we're all we're all just doing. And, and you know, the crazy thing is, we're guilty of the same stuff. Yeah, so, that's true. <laughs> what you mad at him doing is the same. You do thing. the same exact thing. You just said five minutes ago. So, so it's real. <laughs> so, like, you know, considering that, like, man. There's a relationship that with somebody that you establish without even speaking to them, True. knowing them, may not even actually see them. True. You might only see their vehicle, but your reaction, how you control with your reaction and relationship to that individual is on you. It's not yeah. on them. Like, no. and that's one thing we don't, we don't take a, enough responsibility. I think you said that nail, nail the head. Like you can be mad at whoever you want to be mad at, but understand like, it's, it's up to you. You control the destiny. So if yeah. somebody makes you upset, it's on you. It's how you respond. You know, and you know, it's how you respond. The the outcome is going to be what, what you make it be. You know, I'm not saying that by you responding well, you know, uh, concentration camps, I'll use them as a good example. No matter how good you were and how obedient you were going to be in a concentration camp in Nazi Germany, mm-hmm. they were still throwing you in the gas chamber. That's best facts. Like, they, they were going to do it. There was nothing you could do. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter if you were they, they didn't see you as human. They didn't. You're vermin. But them. like, but you, your soul had an effect. Mm-hmm. You could rage out, try and escape, try and kill as many Nazis as possible, mm-hmm. and get mowed down. How is that going to affect you and your soul? Yeah. Versus <clears throat> the the alternative. And I know it's easy for me to say if not having lived a day in a concentration camp and those kind of things. Right. Well, my point being is, and I'm using it as an extreme example of, of the fact that like. Looking back, you know, I've seen a beautiful moment where there, uh, it was a survivor of a, of a concentration camp and a, and a, a Nazi. Oh, I think I think commander. I, you're talking and, like the documentary. They, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. They like hugged it out and yeah. she forgave him. I mean, I seen and that. That yeah. was real, bro, to me because I was like, man, like it's real. I don't know if I could forgive him. If I'm being real honest, <laughs> I don't know yeah. if I could have gone through that and looked somebody that was directly responsible for my suffering in that way and be mm-hmm. like, yeah. All right, man. That's, we, can, that's, we can be cool. That's, I that's, just don't know. That, that comes from God, it. bro. I come, I come from God. And, I, and that's not, I, mean, I mean, the same thing. You've got uh, slave owners in, in, a, in yeah. our past and in the history past of uh, this country. And, like, can you really, you know, was it you going to – Oh, you used to whip me, John. But now yeah. now we're supposed to shake hands and be men. True. Like, you know, that, that's a hard thing for people to do. Yes. But it is what God is telling us to do, and 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 that's and that answers the question of like who's our neighbor, like the whole name of yeah. the, of of this title of this podcast. Like Jesus made it clear, you know, if the if the guy, if the good Samaritan, you know, can raise up the Jew, yeah, you know I mean, uh, uh, the, the beating Jew on the side of the road and um, put him on his donkey, his own note, his own donkey, paid with his own money, you know, and that's what it comes down to. Who's your neighbor? Everyone's your neighbor because they all made it in the image of God, and it because. They made an image of God. And you don't have that strength to, like Gene said, to forgive them. You got to go to the cross where it's available. And he gives you the strength to do that. But also it comes down to this. We, we're we not God. So we're not in a position to say that that person, we will never forgive that person, that person unforgivable, or they deserve to have, stir, to have this or the other. We're not in that position because we all are in that same boat in the eyes of God that we're, we're fallen creatures, we're fallen sinners, and we all in need of grace. Now, that doesn't mean you got to be buddy-buddy with your your perpetrator or the person that committed something against you. It's just understanding that you don't have the legal right in the eyes of God to say that this person, I'm going to, I'm going to be bitter towards them. I'm going to hold this anger. I'm going to hold this vendetta against them. And I'm justified in this, this resentment I have towards them because you're not God. The perfect example of that in the Bible is Jonah, right? 
Yeah. He hated the Ninevites. Right. To so why? Of, he, why did he hate the Ninevites? That he was going to run from God. Right. I was not, I'm not going to do what you want, and, and, God, because do, I don't want you to give them grace. Wh- that's why did why did why, why, why did he hate the Ninevites so bad? If you know you know the historical yeah, aspect of that, they were murderers and, and they was ripping and, babies out of out of women's they, stomachs they were, they and everything. Just bad people. Right? Yes, and and I can appreciate that, right? Yeah. We know what I would contrast that with is Abraham and Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm. You know. He really whittled the numbers down. <laughs> Abraham, he said, right. He was like, God, if you can find just ten I doubt people, please. He started up there pretty high. Then he he took it down. To, he was like, okay, let's just be real. Can you, if you can find one, yeah. <laughs> I know who they are. Right. You know, but Jonah's the complete opposite of that. Of that, and he missed the whole point. Right, mm-hmm. the whole struggle for Jonah was like, he was like, no, I understand who you are as a God. Like, you are merciful, yeah. forgiving God. Yeah. So if I tell them about you, yeah. they have a chance. But they and deserve to suffer and like, die. I don't want them to have a chance. Yes. I don't want to do it. And then then transversely, consider your own position. Are you Jonah or are you Abraham? Mm-hmm. That's a good question. That's, that's, and, that, and, that's, and that's, are you Jonah or Abraham? And what we're saying is, you know, just basic call to action that we have to, we understand it's a pro, it's a pro, it's a process. You know, you don't start for the I it and jump to I doubt. You got to go to the I use. You got to go to the I doubt. But understanding that in the eyes of God, you can when, live in when, I in doubt a, and slip back to I You can I slip it. back, yeah. But in the eyes of God, it says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. When you and I were I it, God died for you because He's seen you as an I doubt. Mm-hmm. So understand, so understand that we have to. That is the motivation factor for us to say I'm going to strive and try. Because we live, and we'll talk about the upcoming up, upcoming episode, the, the difference between, you know, um, contractual relationships and covenantal relationships. But yeah. understand that God saw you as I doubt, and he chose to die for you and I, even though we was the worst of the worst. And we, we didn't care about God. We didn't care about him. We didn't care about anything. He did. Nothing. You know, to the point of... This, the God man was walking the earth and it was like, Hosanna one day, one week and next week, crucify him, set Barabbas free. Barabbas stole our goods and killed our kids. Yeah. But let him out. Yeah. Crucify this we guy. We actually love Barabbas. Yeah, we love Barabbas <laughs> now. And, you, know, you know, we know Barabbas, he beats our kids and steal our stuff. You know what? We love him. They're he, buying all those I Heart Barabbas t-shirts. He's one of us. <laughs> you know, um, and one, one thing, this keep coming back to my mind. I know, I know we're going to close here a little bit. Is every, the only true revolution only, is only the revolution of the heart. You know, because I, because it's a twenty-year anniversary, you know, of, of Iraq, of us, our American invading Iraq, and it's, the narrative have shifted. It's amazing how narrative has definitely shifted around that. But it made me realize Iraq is just like every other revolution that's happened, because literally the the corruption that Saddam Hussein had. Right now, you go to Iraq, it's that same type of uh, corruption that's there. Now, given it's not one individual that's dominating everything, but the level of corruption there. Pre, Pre-Sudan or pre-America coming back in 2000 and what it was, 2-2, it's the same. Like, the French revo- the French Revolution. Every you, dictator is, is, has been what they sought to replace. Ex- many times. And, it's, and so it's like, you understand the true, or the only true revolution is the revolution of the heart. And the only one that can re- do the revolution of the heart is Christ. So understanding this, that we have to be on the path of reform as you go through the different ideals and the revolution that we want to do, whether in ourselves or in society, you, it's, it's very easy to tear down, but it's not. It's, it's very hard to rebuild and set things in place, and only God can really do that. So I want to encourage you guys to understand. You know, no, we, I, got, I, we I, had to be moved towards the idols. I do want to point you back too. If, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to the 
Jesus inclusive versus exclusive For sure. episode because we get into it a little bit more there in that way. But I mean, that's really what we're talking about. You know, who is your neighbor? Yeah, we're your all all your neighbor, right? The guy that was asking that question that started himself. the Good Samaritan story in the first place. Mm-hmm. Christ was trying to illustrate the facet. You don't ask the question, who is my neighbor? We're right. all your neighbor. Right. You don't need to ask the question. Right. You don't need to ask, do I, hey, God, do I need to care about this guy? Mm-hmm. You just need to. Right. Right. When you're praying, are you praying for just your family or are you praying for all families? Right. Are you praying for this country? Are you praying for this world? Mm-hmm. Are you praying for the leaders to make the right decisions and do what they need to do? Right. I mean, how are you praying? Because prayer is powerful. And right. you go back and listen to our prayer episodes if you want some more insight on mm-hmm. that. But, yep. but reality is this, like... You control how your life feels to you. Yep. You you either walk around with a lot of animosity or you don't. No. Yeah, on, on, on the thought of prayer, hit us up on our hotline, 816-239-0410, or email us at 3bm at d7lp.com. We'd love to pray with you guys or you have any prayer requests or um, or you want to talk the or your journey of being in the I it or the I U or I Dows and, and how... And, and how, as just individuals, you know, as, as men, we can learn to foster those better relationships. But, Jen, you want to close out in prayer? Yeah. Father God, we just we just love you. We just love the fact that you treat us in an eye-thou relationship, Father, a relationship that we're not even worthy of, and we, we grasp that, Father. We truly do. And we just thank you for the opportunity to spend time with one another, to fellowship in your name, Father God to have these conversations oh lord the very fact that we're free enough to have these conversations we're just so thankful for that yes lord yeah that uh many places in the world where we would be outright drug out of our homes for these conversations and so we just really appreciate the opportunity to serve you and to serve others father god and that you would just continue to open our eyes and that we would continue to examine our own hearts father god and rewrite the i it's and i you relationships in our lives and turn them all into i die relationships because that's the only way that we can really honor you father god and that we will just continue to spread your glory and your name for all the kingdom in heaven in your name we pray amen grace and peace all right